and welcome to episode two of the Tamara Wright podcast, the Tamara Wright show. I am your host, Tamara Wright. Thank you for joining me for today's topic, which is going to be four ways to stay connected when we are apart. Now, in the previous episode, I talked about seven lessons that 2020 has taught me. So if you haven't already heard that episode, make sure you check that one out too, because 2020 has definitely been an educational year and I plan to take the lessons I've learned and utilize them in the future, moving forward, going into the new year. And along with that, I also plan to continue to use these ways to stay connected with my circle and my friends and family, even though there are times when we have to be apart. And that seems like it's currently not on the decline, like we're still in this phase of needing to be apart for Uh, you know, safety and that sort of thing, which uh, full disclosure, I am an intentional introvert. I am notoriously private and can go days, sometimes weeks without really engaging with people outside of my home. And this was especially true before 2020. (laughs) My cousin teases me quite a lot about how private I am. And even my husband will say things like, oh, you know, I wanted to post this picture of you on Facebook, but I know that you wouldn't like that or whatever. So, and it's not about me not liking pictures. I just, I'm private. I like to keep me to me and what's mine to myself. So anyway, I'm trying to break out of that a little bit. And this year has had even the most introverted among us feeling a little cabin fever and looking for ways to reach out and stay connected with our social circles. And so in this episode, I will be sharing the four ways I have used to stay connected with my circle of family and friends this year. And if you find value in them, great. I'm excited. But definitely, even if these ways don't work for you, which a couple of them, like, seriously, how could they not? But if they don't, make sure that you're finding your own ways to stay connected and not let too much time go by you know, without checking on your people. All right. So the first one is texting. It's the easiest thing. It takes a few seconds to send a text to someone just to let them know you're thinking about them. You want to check in. You don't need to have an appointment to do this. You don't have to worry about, oh, am I interrupting something? Because normally if someone is busy, they can put their phone on silent or do not disturb and they can check your text when they have time. But the point is you sent it. You know, I, there have been so many times where I would be sitting at home and I would be thinking about someone and I would say, oh, I haven't talked to them in a long time. They're probably busy. I don't want to call. They, they might be with their family or their spouse and I just don't want to interrupt. So I won't do it. So I would literally just not do anything. I'd be thinking about the person wanting to just say hi and I wouldn't even send the text. I wouldn't call. I wouldn't do anything. It would just be in in my mind one moment, out my mind the next. And I could go on like that for weeks and not have spoken to some of my closest friends and family. And I, I still was in that thought process for the first several months of the year. But I would say somewhere around July, June, July, 
I really just was like, I can't keep letting this much time go by because we're not guaranteed time, number one. And, you know, there's also no guarantee of when we'll be able to see the people we want to see. So at the very minimum, the bare minimum, we can send a text that just says, hey, I was thinking about you. How are you? And just check in. I mentioned in the previous episode that um, a friend of mine texted me one morning and asked, how can I pray for you? There wasn't a good morning or anything like that. The first message was just, how can I pray for you? And I appreciated that so much because... She did not know that the day before that the day before she sent me that text message, I just had some pretty serious car trouble and I woke up the next morning feeling quite overwhelmed because I knew I was going to have to try to figure out what I was going to do about this car. And at the time, I wasn't sure if I was going to get a new one or if I was going to pay more money to have this one fixed, which I'd already been spending money to have it fixed this year. So it was just this whole thing that was weighing on my mind and seeing that text message from her. First thing in the morning, really just kind of put my heart, my mind and heart at ease because I knew that she was going to pray for me. And it was just nice to feel like somebody cared and somebody else knew what was going, what I was going on, what was going on with me that day and thought enough about me to just check in and say, hey, how are you? How can I pray for you? So text your friends, text your family, even if they don't respond Cause I don't know, you know, you don't know where people are in their lives at the moment, but even if it takes them a while to respond or they don't respond, at least you sent it, they'll see it. They know that somebody was thinking about them. All right. So text your people. All right. So the second way, and this is one that I feel has really exploded just with the technology and zoom being everywhere, but video chat. Okay. Because sometimes you do need a little bit more than a text and you need to lay eyes on the people that you have not seen in a while, but understandably it does take more time. It does require more of a commitment. Um, so these can be scheduled. You can schedule it like an appointment and have a more personal conversation with people, you know, just text them and say, Hey, can we schedule a time to video chat? You know, pick the platform. There's so many to choose from and just say, Hey, let's video chat at this time on this date. And keep that appointment because it's it matters. You know, we're not meant to be so isolated that we never have face-to-face contact or, you know, eyeballs-to-eyeballs contact with people. So make sure that you're doing this. And if you need to put it on your calendar a week or two weeks in advance, do that. But at least it's out there to say, hey, I want to see you. And you can really engage with the person in a more personal way than just texting and you get that instant feedback rather than texting and having to wait a few moments or a few hours or a few days for a response hopefully not days but it you know seriously (laughs) it happens I suppose but yeah just having that time to video chat I know for me it has been so nice to see my nephew on video because I used to be able to you know, go pick him up and he'd spend a couple nights with us. But now I cannot do that. And just seeing him growing, like really seems like every time we video chat, he's grown and has learned something new and is doing something new. And that's just not, that's not something you can get through texting. Like, yeah, you can send little video clips, you can send photos, 
but it's not quite the same as it is when you can see them live on video, you know, and since we have to settle for video as opposed to in person, it's a way to stay connected. And it has definitely, it definitely does my heart good to see people and to see their smile and to watch them laugh. It's just, I don't know, gives me so much more um, that rush of, what is it, endorphins? Is that the one <laughs> that makes you um, feel good, that feel-good hormone, that then just seeing the LOL or the laughing face emoji or the rolling on the floor laughing emoji, it's not the same. So schedule those video chats or just, you know, just do it. Just click the button and call somebody. Call them on FaceTime. Call them on Google Duo. Call them on Zoom and just see if they answer. And if nothing else, they'll see that you called and they can call you back or they can text you and say, hey, I was busy. Let's do it at this time. Then you can schedule it. But however you do it, just do it. You don't need a, a whole lot of formalities with that one. All right. So the third way to stay connected when we're apart is to write letters or send a card that has, you know, a little something else, a little something extra, a little extra message from you inside. Because, you know, when we're in lockdown or when we're having to stay home because we can't go places, we can't visit, sometimes that walk to the mailbox just to get outside a little sun on your face is, you know, an essential part of the day. It's an uplifting part of the day. And it would be so nice to go there and open the mailbox and have something in it other than political mailers, you know, what are those things called um, when they're just trying to sell you things? You know, the junk mail. Yeah, junk mail, like actual physical junk mail. It's so much better to see a letter from someone or a card from someone you know who sat down and decided to just put a little ink to paper with you in mind and sent it to you so that you had that experience and I, I love it. I love going to my mailbox and seeing a letter in it. It's, I would say almost better than going out there and seeing a package <laughs> because, you know, a letter I don't have to pay for, but everything else that seems to come in the mail is something that I've had to pay for or somebody wants me to pay for something. So there's that little bit added to it. But with a letter or sending a card, it's just so nice. And it makes me feel good to send them. So I enjoy sending them. Even if the person doesn't write back, it's like, hey, I did this. I'm bringing back the art of letter writing. And it's fun. It's really, 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 really fun. So I would encourage you the next time you are at a grocery store or whenever you pass the post office, stop in, get yourself some stamps and write a letter to your friends, to your family. And let's bring back that whole pen pal thing because it's so important, as I've said throughout this entire episode, to stay connected, to reach out to your friends, to your family, to keep those connections and, and stay engaged with people. Because it, I take it from me, it is so easy to isolate and you find yourself just really starting to think that life is just too much. It's so overwhelming. But if you can just laugh for a few moments with someone who cares about you, it, it's so, it's, it helps. It's the best medicine. Even when you're going through the hardest of times, 
if someone can just spend a little time with you and y'all can laugh and remember good times or just make new memories. It doesn't have to always be about reminiscing. Make new memories, make new inside jokes. It's helped. It helps. And every little bit helps with getting through any kind of tough time. So definitely get those stamps, write those letters, send those cards. It doesn't have to be an occasion. It could literally just be, you know, happy. I'm tired of being at home all day, day. (laughs) And I just, you know, wanted to share that with you. So here's a card celebrating that you got to go out of your house today and go to the mailbox to get this fun little card. All right. So the fourth way that I would say is important to stay connected or the fourth way you can stay connected when we're apart is selective engagement on social media. The operative word there being selective because you cannot and should not engage with everyone, but you can create a small group of people with like interest where you can stay connected with people who bring joy into your life. I highly recommend if you're on Instagram or Facebook or I don't, I'm not on Facebook personally, but I'm on Instagram. So, you know, use the hashtags that are of interest to you. Like if you're a Sherlock Holmes fan like myself, use that hashtag and find people that share that interest with you. Or if you're into homesteading or gardening, or if you're a plant mom, I'm using hashtags that I like in case you didn't know. (laughs) But, um, you know, find those groups, find those people, and you can engage with them in, in small ways so that when you do decide to click on these apps and you see all the crazy, maybe there's also a DM or a message from someone in that circle that can uplift you and say, you know, sharing how the how their plant is growing or how they're you know, how they enjoyed the last mystery that they read. And it was so awesome. And you've read that same book. So you can actually have a little bit of an engagement over, you know, sharing that bond over, over a book that you both have read. And I would also recommend that you unfollow the accounts that stress you out and then don't feel bad about it. If someone is posting things you don't like, there's really no reason to engage with that account at all unless you find it offensive or you really just feel so pressured, then you can report it or something like that. But ultimately, if they're posting things that just bother you or annoy you, unfollow them, block them and and remove them from your view. Remove those types of accounts from your view and don't go looking for it. You know, don't go looking for things that upset you. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen people or heard people complain about something they've seen online and I'm sitting there thinking, but you can choose what you see online most of the time. I do know there are sometimes you go to the explore page or the trending page and it just pops out at you, but that doesn't make you have to click on it. That doesn't mean you have to stop scrolling. Just keep going and block it because Instagram and YouTube and Facebook, they learn your preferences. And you can train these algorithms to not show you things you don't want to see by just saying, I'm not interested in this. I don't like this type of content and get it out of your, get it out of your world. If, if no other time, now is the time 
to be so discriminating about what you allow into your private time. Now, that's not to say that you should never come out, never explore things outside of your comfort zone. But surely the times where you're sitting up in bed, you're trying to relax and wind down from a stressful day. Surely that time is a great time to say, I don't need that right now. And I'm only going to engage with this type of content that makes me smile. I'm only going to look at hashtag plant life, hashtag plant mom, hashtag plant life, you know, plant parent or something, you know, and just look at all the beautiful foliage and the leaves or whatever it is that calms you down after a stressful day. Okay. And then if need be, create a second account. You know, you can have one for professional, one for personal, where for the professional, you might engage with whomever you need to on a professional level, which may include content that you don't want to see, but then have a personal one where it's it's strictly things that only matter to you, only make you feel good. And then have set hours to looking at that one account where it's, where you might run into some foolishness and then cut it off, right? Like if it's a professional account, only look at it during business hours if need be. And then after that, stick to your personal and just say, I'm not engaging with anybody or anything that stresses me out between the hours of 8 p.m. and 7 a.m. or whatever hours work best for you. If you have to be that strict, be that strict. And if you have to shut that down, then shut it down, you know, because it, there's just there's so much good in life to get to allow ourselves to get bogged down by the bad. So again, to review the four ways to stay connected when we're apart, text, send that text. It takes 10 seconds. I mean, I could give you 10 seconds right now. Pull out your phone. You're already on it. (laughs) Open up the text app, send that text to that person that you've been thinking about and tell them, hi, how's it going? How are you doing? I was thinking about you and not in a weird way. Just, I was thinking about you. You were on my mind today. How's it going? All right, done. You did it. Click send. Good. You've connected. Now the next one, video chat. Schedule the time if you think that it's going to be an inconvenient time. You don't want to just FaceTime somebody. Schedule a time, set a time and commit to it and keep that appointment. And then when you do go out those rare times, buy yourself some stamps so that you can start writing letters and sending cards. It matters. It's important. And the person who receives it is going to have just it's it's going to uplift their day guaranteed there's no way it doesn't unless your letter has some negative stuff in it but don't do that (laughs) don't send mean letters okay send nice letters and then finally be so selective with your engagement on social media all right because it's important to your mental health to be able to really just say no thank you not today all right So again, thank y'all for clicking on this podcast. I enjoy making them. I hope you enjoy listening to them. It is a pleasure to be with you now. And I hope that you'll join me again in the next episode. All right. Be well. Have a good one, y'all. Bye.